Welcome to a live preaching message from Lighthouse Chapel International Manhattan, New York. Lighthouse Chapel International Manhattan is the Apache branch of the Lighthouse Chapel International Churches in the United States of America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they might be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Who am I? I stand with David that you are mindful, Lord, that I'm able to stand before your pulpit, O God, Father. Let your wealth, let your spirit, O Father, as we approach your word, may we have inspiration. May we have divine inspiration, O God, tonight. Let your spirit flow and have its way tonight. This and many more we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Maybe see that place. We thank you. Another thing. Huh, okay. Let's see. So, um, like when I got in, I wanted to like get something. And I was listening to a message, but the message wasn't clicking. You know? <laughs> I listened to the message for two hours repeatedly, but it didn't click. So I have this message that Reverend preached to us last year in August um, about the art of hearing. And I think that as we continue to pray for the Holy Spirit, as we continue to pray for the direction of the Holy Spirit, as we continue for the Holy Spirit to be with us, within us, and guide us, it is a good message for us to hear also. And in the art of hearing, we all know in First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 10, that there are, of course, too many voices, and none of them is without signification. And we know about the voice of our flesh, which makes us do the things that are easy for us the voice of our minds that the fact that we are born again doesn't mean that we should put our minds into rest or on vacation the voice of god which is the same as the voice of the holy spirit and god speaks to us in so many ways so many different ways but most of the time we don't hear most of the time we don't get the, what God is telling us. So, sometimes studying the word of God can be a lot of frightening because when you really understand and you know what can befall you if you don't follow the voice, you become frightened. But the Bible says in Second Corinthians 12, 9, that my grace is sufficient for you for my strength is perfected in weaknesses so some writer will say that 
when I'm weak, then I will know that I am strong because the strength of God is perfected in me. So if we want to understand the word of God by our own minds, we will not be able to follow it because it's not easy. It's difficult. And God um, speaks to us. He, he tries so many ways to speak to us. And one of the ways that God speaks to us is through dreams. Through dreams. And I think when it gets to dreams, that is the last part that God really gets to say, I have spoken to you by the prophets. I have spoken to you through my words. I have spoken to, me to you through other people. You are not listening. You are not hearing. So now I'm going to speak to you in your dreams. Amen. And dreams comes when we are sleeping. Everyone dreams. Everyone on this earth dreams. Babies dreams. Um, dogs dreams. You know, sometimes my dog, I think he's, he has nightmares at night. So <laughs> he will be lying there and he will be crying at night. I was like, what, what is going on? I want to sleep. <laughs> He's dreaming. And you see, the dog is totally gone, making noises. You know, my dog, he sleeps with me on the bed. So, like, any noise, I can't actually sleep. So, <laughs> so everyone dreams. And we dream when we are in the deepest part of our sleep. And it's called the REM sleep, rapid eye movement. And that is when... Though you are sleeping, but your eyes are moving. And that is the highest point where your brain is very active. You, you, you store memories. So as you are dreaming, so you wake up, you can remember at least 80 to 90% of the dreams. And this, this type of sleep, it occurs after 70 to 120 minutes after you go to bed. No, because dreams come, um, sleeping comes in stages. Stage one, stage two, stage three. Then stage four is when you get to the REM part of sleep. Stage one and two and three are the non-REM type of sleeping. And they have like it, your brain activity is in waves form. You know, like during the day, you have the alpha waves, which is very active. Then as you become tired, like right now, like after church, you are dozing. It's like better, bitter, peace, you know. Then you get to the sea, you go to bed, fresh, you know. It's like you get the tertiary waves. Then you get to the delta. And that's when the REM starts coming in. Your brain is very active when you are sleeping. So you remember a lot. And, and like if you read about REM, it tells you a lot about human diseases and other things also, you know. So God speaks to us through dreams. As much as dreams are common, God speaks to us. But the dreams in which God speaks to us is not the dream where we watch TV and we dream about. We do a lot of things. That is, you know, Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 3 says that in the multitude of business, dreams comes. Those are not the kind of dreams that God 
speaks to us. That one, we went to do our own thing, and I think we were enjoying it so much that we take it into sleep and dream about it. Amen? That is not the dream that we are talking about. But we are speaking about prophetic dreams. Prophetic. In the Old Testament, there were people who had prophetic dreams. And one of such persons was Joseph. Joseph dreamt in Genesis chapter 37 that the sun, the moon, and the stars were worshiping him. So his siblings named him the dreamer. And they started hating him. And then when you go to chapter 40 and chapter 41, you have Pharaoh having his dreams. And the, um, the butcher and the butler also having their dreams. And Joseph being the one who was able to interpret the dreams. So one of the things that we should all strive for is that spirit, the spirit of being able to dream and the spirit of being able to interpret dreams. That is an excellent spirit that we all have to strive for. And the other person that also in the Old Testament have such spirit was Daniel. When you read Daniel chapter 2 with Nebuchadnezzar and Daniel chapter 4, Nebuchadnezzar, and when you go to um, 5, you see that Daniel had, the Bible says that he had an excellent spirit in him. And that is one of the spirits that I'm always striving to pray for, that God should give me that kind of spirit, the spirit of vision, the spirit of revelation, the spirit of interpretation of dreams that God should grant me that spirit in the name of Jesus. Amen. So, we want to study how God speaks to us in dreams. Acts chapter 2 and verse 17. Acts 2, 17. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. So in the last day, and this is a prophecy that was also in Job chapter 2, Joel chapter 2 and verse 28. So dreams is a sign of the Holy Spirit when we dream. It's a sign that the Holy Spirit is speaking to us. Dr. Young Chu said that dreams and visions is the language of the Holy Spirit. So if you don't dream and if you don't have visions, then it's a sign that you don't have the Holy Spirit. Amen? So we need to have dreams. We need to dream. Even if we can't dream, we have to force ourselves to dream. Amen? <laughs> and we have to, <laughs> yeah, we have to just like going to bed. Father, tonight I want a good dream. Give me a dream. You know, Amen? So, Job chapter 33 and verse 14 through 18. Job 33, 14. It's, it says that, For God speaks again and again, though people do not recognize. So, the art of hearing is that, have we tune our ears that when God speaks, we can recognize the voice of God? Or are we hearing the other 14 voices 
that is telling us other things? Are we hearing the voice of God? Do we recognize the voice of God when he speaks to us? God can speak to you through a little child. God can speak to you through a little boy. God can speak to you through your pastor. God can speak to you through your shepherd. God can speak to you by reading the Bible. Do we recognize the voice of God? It says that God speaks to us again and again, though people do not recognize it. Verse 15. He speaks in dreams, in visions of the night, when deep sleeps falls on people as they lie in their beds. So God has spoken through many voices, through different avenues, through different areas. So now he's speaking to us in dreams and visions. Are we hearing? Are we understanding when we are in the REM part of our sleep? Are we recognizing God telling us that I'm speaking to you? I need your other, I need your attention. Pay attention to me. I am speaking to you. You know, God dealing with us in dreams is that because dreams is the last resort when God wants to get our attention because during the day, we are busy driving. We are busy running. We are busy with Pharaoh with our jobs. So the attention is like all over. We are all hyperactive doing other things. But when you sleep, we think that we are resting. So God says that now you are sleeping. Now probably I can get your attention to listen to me. So I'm going to give you a dream. I'm going to speak to you whilst you are resting and nobody is getting your attention. Just maybe you will hear my voice and you will do what I'm asking you to do. So God reveals his will and purpose to man in dreams and visions. God is telling us that I will give you dreams when you are in deep sleep. Verse 16. He whispers in, the, in their ears and terrifies them with warnings. Sometimes when the time for me to get up to pray, and I, I just like, oh, I want to sleep. I will start having horrible dreams that will wake me up. You know, so like, <laughs> you need to get up, <laughs> you know. <laughs> he makes them turn from doing wrong. He keeps them from pride. Verse 18. He protects them from the grave, from crossing over the river of death. Because God needs your attention so that you don't cross that river. You don't cross to that side. You don't cross to the side that is going to lead to your death. He's trying to call you that, mommy, stop. I need to speak to you, but I'm too busy. I'm all over. I can't sit still. I can hear the voice of God during the day, during the afternoon, during the evening, during the morning. Now I'm sleeping. God is trying to get my attention so that I can't, so that I don't get to that point. Can I recognize that voice? 
But when you read verses 19 to 22, it says that what God is doing is that, but if man rejects God's will and purpose in his life and not listen, the next and final means of God is to permit him to become sick unto death. God has spoken to you through your pastor, through your friends, through your mother, through your father, through your children or colleagues, through you. That means he didn't get your attention. He's speaking to you through dreams. He's still not getting you to accept his will and purpose for your life. So then he said that, you know, you're not willing to hear. So then sickness that comes unto death comes to you. Sicknesses that comes unto death. But if man turns to God when he is brought low, when the sickness comes, when you have lost everything, when you are in dire circumstances, if you are able to rise up, and accept God, then he will send interpreters to explain and interpret the dream to you, what he was trying to tell you. One of the things is that, why do we have to allow ourselves to get to that point before we can hear the voice of God? Why do we have to allow ourselves to get to a low point before we can recognize the voice of God. Sometimes we sit down and say, had I known, had I known that this was going to happen, I wouldn't have taken that step. I wouldn't have made that decision. But at the point when God was speaking to you, you were not hearing. You were not hearing. One of the things that amazes me Recently, like that, I discovered it this week, so I, it, I think it has become my favorite voice. Um, Zechariah 3 1, when Joshua and the high priest, um, the high priest was standing, and the guardian angel and Satan was at his side. So, you make a comparison to that, and then you make a comparison with Job chapter 1. It says that when the sons of men met, the sons of God met, Satan was also there. So, you see that when the sons of God met, Satan was there. When the high priest presented himself to God with the angel that has been assigned to him, Satan was there. So, we have to also realize that every step that we take, Satan is there. Like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He is there always. So, I'm thinking, Satan asked God, does Job serve you for nothing? Haven't you built a hedge around him? So, God said, okay, I'll remove the hedge, but don't touch his life. But when we get to that point, that is the time that we have to come to church. That is the time that we have to praise God. That is the time that we have to worship God. That is the time that we have to do the work of God. But we give in to Satan. We become depressed. 
we don't want to talk to anybody. We don't want to come to church. Then Satan goes, yeah, God, didn't I tell you that if you remove this and this person, he's not going to serve you. So we give him advantage over us over and over and over and over again. Because he said it. Remove it. Remove that job and see if this person will serve you. Remove that marriage and see if this person will serve you. Remove that money and see if this person will serve you. And God said, okay, I will move it. Only don't touch his life. But then, as soon as he goes, that's it. I'm not going to church. I don't have money. But I have money to go and look for a job. I don't have money to come to church. I have money to go and talk to someone about getting me back to where I was. But I don't have money to go for a prayer meeting. That is what we are always handing over to Satan. So if we accept God in our lowest stage and God saved and we will be healed. So all these people that took his dreams very seriously was Joseph. So secretly, I'm going to break the engagement. Then in Matthew chapter 1, verse 20 and 21. In a dream, an angel came and said, Be not afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child that he carries is of the Holy Spirit. And because Joseph takes his dream seriously and recognizes the voice of God and the voice of the Holy Spirit. He understood and went ahead and married Mary. If you have a wife and the wife is pregnant and <laughs> that's serious, right? <laughs> And you are not responsible. You can, uh, like, maybe let's say your fiance, because wife is serious, right? <laughs> and you have a dream, the Holy Spirit comes, that do not be afraid, keep your wife. How many of you men <laughs> will understand that it's God that is speaking to you? <laughs> You know, it's like either you will be ending up in the Supreme Court <laughs> that this thing, it has happened only once. <laughs> it has never happened again. So you don't believe that. <laughs> Even that dream is a satanic dream. It's not from the Holy Spirit. <laughs> right? So you won't believe it. You know, but Joseph understood that it was the Holy Spirit that was speaking to him. Amen? Then, then in Matthew chapter 2, verse 13, he had another dream. After the wise men came to visit, say, take the child and the mother 
and go to Egypt because someone is trying to kill this baby. He woke up. He understood the dream that it was the voice of God. And they ran to Egypt. Then, in verse 19 of chapter 2, he had another dream that returned to Israel because the one that seeks the child's harm is dead. At that time, there was no CNN. There was no WhatsApp. There was no text messages for him to know that Pharaoh has died. So there was no Facebook. You remember the guy who went to the library looking. Then the librarian asked him, sir, can I help you? He said, yes, I'm looking for a book. Then the librarian asked, what kind of book are you looking for? He said, I'm looking for Facebook. <laughs> so, There was no Facebook to announce that the person has died. So if it wasn't the Holy Spirit, how would Joseph know that this person has died so you can come back home? He understood the voice of God. He recognized the voice of God. And they came back to Israel. And as they came, another dream came in verse 22 and 23. It says go to Galilee and go and settle there. In Nazareth, that's why Jesus became a Nazarene. So they went there. So Joseph had four dreams in total and all of it, he took it seriously. Some of us, when we dream, we wake up we don't even pray about the dream. We go about our daily business. And then we'll be sitting down and then going on with life and so on and so forth. And then one day something will happen. And then we say, ah, I had a dream about this some time ago. You know, I think that I can, I am, you know, I think I have the spirit of a dreamer. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I should be able to be able to, you know, take note of all the dreams that I have. But as a Christian, if you know that God speaks to us in dreams, you have to have a dream book. Have a dream book and every dream that you have, you write it down. You know, just about a couple of months before Aunt Rider died, I had a dream that I was in a hospital and somebody was very, very sick to the point of dying. And then when I get there, they gave me all the paperwork. Then I'm saying, like, I don't know this person. What, what am I supposed to do with this? And as I'm talking, I woke up. So as soon as I woke up, I prayed and I called Ghana. And I called everyone to ask how everybody is. <laughs> I wanted to make sure <laughs> that all my family members are okay. So I called my mom and I was telling her about this. So my mom said, oh, just pray about it. And, you know, I didn't take it seriously. Then two weeks later, 
she was admitted in the hospital. But even then, I did not even think about it until after she died. You know. So sometimes we really have to take serious notes about the dreams that God gives. Sometimes I feel like, you know, maybe if I have taken it seriously and I have prayed more, it wouldn't have happened. You know, it would not have happened. But I'm not God. I'm just saying what I'm thinking. You know. So we have to take our dreams very serious. Joseph had four dreams of them. So by following the direction that he received in each dream, the perfect will of God was done. And scriptures and prophecies were fulfilled. You know, you don't know what prophecy God has placed on the dream that he has given you. You don't know what scripture God wants it to be fulfilled on the dreams that he has given you. But what are you doing with it? Because your ears can only hear other voices, not the voice of God. That is the only voice that your ears can hear. The Holy Spirit is here. And the Holy Spirit is here to speak to you today. That we must learn to listen to the Holy Spirit by believing in dreams and taking our dreams seriously as Christians. We need to take the dreams that we have very serious. Every time some of us, you know, we follow the crowd. You know, this person is going here, me too, I'm going. This person is moving here, me too, I'm moving. The Bible says that for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. And it says that for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, rulers of darkness in high places, spiritual wickedness. Every area that we move to has their own principalities. And as you are going, we follow economic reasons to move to places. We don't think about it. We don't think that oh, this place that I'm going, it may not be the good place for me. If we pray and ask for the Holy Spirit guidance, maybe God will send someone to advise you. If God doesn't send someone, he may give you a dream about that place. That don't go. Don't go. But we just want money. And when money talks, no voice can be heard. It's the voice of money that we all hear. The other person that took his dreams very serious is Paul, the Apostle Paul. Paul was careful to take note of every dream that he has. When you read Acts chapter 26 and verse 19, you see that Paul respected the word of God that came to him in dreams. 
because he took note of it. He said, and so King Agrippa, I obeyed that vision from heaven. He realized that the dream that he had was a vision from heaven. Is your dream a vision from heaven? Or is from the multitude of business? Or is it about what you are thinking of getting the next day? It is important as Christians that we accept the fact that God speaks to us through dreams and visions. A vision in the night is another word that the Bible uses as a dream. In Acts chapter 16, verses 9 and 10, it says that that night Paul had a vision. A man from Macedonia in northern Greece was standing there pleading with him, come over to Macedonia and help us. So we decided to leave for Macedonia at once, having concluded that God was calling us to preach the good news there. You had a dream and God says that. Go and evangelize in Central Park. But you, because you feel that Central Park is a certain culture, so I'm not going there, I'm going to the west side. West side is where my culture is, so that's where I'm going to evangelize. It's not the Holy Spirit leading you. It's not the Holy Spirit leading you. You are being led by your own whatever thing that is in your head. That is what is leading you. He said that the Holy Spirit, a man was pleading, come to this place. We need God. We need someone to come and tell us about God. Are we thinking about the others? Are we considering others who are outside our comfort zone? Are we thinking about the others who are not the same, um, who have not the same culture as us? Are we thinking about the person who has a different color than you? We see them, we pass them by because we feel that they will not listen to us. So we just pass by. We need to analyze ourselves. Are we listening to the voice of God? He says that for God loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him should not perish. We don't choose who we preach to. We say it if they accept it, they accept it. If they reject it, they reject it. You have done your part. You cannot pick and choose who you minister to. You cannot pick and choose who you evangelize to. You cannot to pick and choose who deserves to be saved. God loved all of us the same. He didn't say that, oh, you are not a Jewish person and I didn't come for it. Even the woman, when he, she came and says and told God, Jesus Christ to save, and Jesus said, I cannot give the bread of the children to dogs, the woman said that even dogs, when the food falls down, they pick it up. If you, somebody tells you that I, you, you are a dog, how are you going to feel? 
But because she needed salvation, she accepted it. She accepted the crumbs that fell down. Though it wasn't for her, but something fell down and she accepted it. Maybe our ministry is not for them. Maybe it's for us. But have we made the effort to reach out to them? Have we made the effort to reach out and say, okay, the Bible says that we should preach to everyone. So I'm preaching. You listen to me, fine. Even when Jesus sent his um, disciples to go to towns, he said that everyone that receives you, leave my peace with them. If they don't receive you, just shake the dust off your feet and leave. So it's not everybody that is going to listen to you anyway. So the ones that listen to you, you pray and you thank God. The ones that doesn't listen to you, it doesn't take an inch from you. You have done your part. Are we recognizing the voice of God? The next person is Peter. Acts chapter 19, verses 9 through 16. Peter had an important dream that changed his entire ministry. He was the head of the church when he said that Jesus Christ was the son of God and said that fresh Flesh and blood hasn't revealed this to you, but the Holy Spirit. Then he said that thou art safest, you know, and upon this rock will I build my church. Peter is praying on the rooftop, falls into a trance. And then he was hungry. Let's take note of that. So he had all these animals and stuff presented to him in the trance. He said, take, kill, and eat. Peter said, no way. I don't eat unclean things. Second time, the same thing comes. Take, kill, and eat. No way. I ain't doing it. Third time, then God says that don't take something that I have cleaned to be unclean. That is how the gospel got to us. And that was when Peter was being called to go to the house of Cornelius. Cornelius wasn't a Jew. So why is it that it is for us, it is difficult to reach out to others? Why is it that for us, it is so difficult to talk to somebody who is not of the same tribe as you? Why is it that it is so difficult to speak to somebody who doesn't come from the same country as you? Peter was a Jew. They don't eat um, bacon. You know? But I think that bacon was part of the meat that day. <laughs> you know, some of us, we see bacon and we are going bananas, you know? But God says that don't call something unclean when I have sanctified and purified it. Amen? Sometimes, sometimes we may be praying and we fall asleep. 
And in between then, you will have a drink. Take those dreams very seriously. God may be speaking to you. Take it very, very serious. It may change your entire life. It may change your entire outlook of life. It may change your ministry. You have to take it. It might be a trance. It might be a sleep. Some of us, when we start praying, that, that's really sleep. We fall asleep like 3.30. We wake up 4.30. That is not trance sleep. <laughs> that, that time, you go into the REM state. <laughs> so, but anyway, whatever dream comes in between, please take it seriously. It may be the Holy Spirit-inspired message from the Lord. Amen. Let's rise up and pray. Thank you. Thank you. Father, we thank you. We bless your name. Amen. Come and make my heart your home. Come and be everything I ever thought I know. Search me through and through till my heart becomes a home for you, a home for you. So my heart will be a place where you want to be. Come and make my heart your home. Come and be everything I ever thought I know. Search me through and through. Till my heart becomes a home for you. Till my heart becomes a home for you. Begin to thank God and ask God to open your ears, to open the heart of your understanding, that you will know and recognize his voice in every area that he speaks to you, in dreams, in visions, in the physical world. Now, Father, let me know your voice. Help me that I will know you more. Open the heart of my understanding for me to be able to recognize your voice in my life, to recognize your voice that 
shut every voice, oh God, surrounding me. Shut every voice, oh Father, and let your voice be dominant in my life. Oh, Makaheberiandebe Sokoroyande, Ariandebe Kayama Zondorobo Shikerebebebebe, Oina Maria Mama Mama, Ariambarama Shikerebe Zenderebe Kayamariandebebebe, in the name of Jesus, oh Father God, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 If you are here with your tithe, please. Um. We hope you've been blessed. For copies of this message or other such messages, please write to us at tapes and publications at yahoo.com.